Alright guys, here we are, week four. We finally made it an entire month of podcasting. How does that feel? Month one. Feels pretty wild. Feels pretty wild. That's it. Yeah. It's weird, yeah, right? One month. It's yeah. weird. It, it went by faster than I thought it would. I thought it was gonna kinda I don't know. I feel like we've been we've been uh we just started this, you know? So it's yeah, kinda neat. Same. It's kinda neat. It's been fun. I've been enjoying it. I've been having a good time. It's been good having a reason to hang out with you guys every week and kind of talk more often where uh whenever I'd moved away it wasn't wasn't as common so it's cool it's been great I think we've we've had a good time with it um yeah no so I want to say did y'all have a good weekend uh but jumping into our first segment uh this this was not the best of weekends uh, I think we had very high hopes for this game uh so we're gonna go ahead and jump right into Club Red. We're gonna be talking about the Texas Tech OU game, and um, we, have I, we we have to. Unfortunately, uh, we we have our, our Tech loyals that have been checking out this. Um, that was that was a rough game. By the first quarter, you could tell that was a, by the first. I think by the by the first uh, first series, you could tell which way this game was gonna go. Tech looked good for one drive, and then it just dropped off. That was that was a very rough game to watch. Obviously, I need to stop making bets because uh, I'm 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 gonna be just hammered every single week now. Um, so Club Red, uh, Tech, Oklahoma, Dustin, uh, how'd you feel about this one? Uh, I feel thankful that they let off in the second half on us. They only scored 14 points because they could have just rubbed it in and made it really bad. I mean, Yost again didn't do great game planning for us. I don't think he set up the offense very well. He's great at that first drive and coming out yeah. with fine. And then after that, he's like got nothing left. It's they're, – they're, they're lacking. And I don't know where – like what would fix it to have them compete. I mean, they've been doing good and competing all other weeks. But this just showed the the – uh, what would be the phrase? Like, like difference in pedigree? Like, there, there, there's just, there's just a different tier of of a football school. We're better than them in a lot of other sports, but just for some reason, football. There's just, there's the OU pedigree of football, college football level, and then tech football, which is like, I, I, I like a jerky roller coaster. Yeah, this like big things that stuck out to me was obviously the two short yardage interceptions. Yeah. One, Columbia hit the guy right in the hands, and he just didn't want to catch it. And two, the, the first one was on Columbia, threw it behind him. That can happen. But he gave him literally in the red zone to start. So there's 14 points. And then we were terrible on third down, four for 11, and then 11 penalties. So yep. we didn't want to do anything good. So. Brooks, uh, how were you feeling about the game this weekend, man? Any, any kind of uh... – what 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 can help us as a as a tech football team get to that next level? What what are, what are what can we do in the next let's say year to be competing against OU consistently? I don't know because you're not going to recruit the same type of players OU is going to recruit. Mm-hmm. I mean they're always getting top five star guys and you don't have that ability yet. So um, so far Wells has shown that he can go in and get grad transfers and transfers from other power five schools like we've got those guys on our squad but 
I, I don't know how good they are. Eric Monroe to me has been a disappointment. Um, I don't really know any of the transfers that are really standing out to me. Uh, McPherson at cornerback's probably been our best one, but he came in last year, so he has two years here. Some of the other guys are so new, it's it, and it's been hard with COVID to probably integrate them into the system. But he's still he's going to have to get, you know, guys who aren't as talented at, as OU's and Texas and Oklahoma State's and some of those schools, and he's just going to have to coach them up. And so far, it just hasn't seemed like we have the ability on offense to coach those guys up yeah. or on the defense to coach those guys up. So um, I think it starts with this season. He's got to get rid of Yost. If he doesn't, I don't really know where we can go from here. I think it's just mm. going to be same old, same old, because he just shows time and time again that he can't figure out how to draw up a game plan that's going to beat Big 12 defenses, which are pretty usually easy to beat. So yeah. um, he's got to figure that out, I think, if he doesn't fire Yost, I think it's going to have to be going to have to be a big coaching move made in the off season. Yeah. Something, something he's going to have to do because there's the, um, the, the alumni that you need to take care of. There's the supporters that you need to take care of. And so to keep those people donating and investing in Texas tech football to keep the program as elite as, as it is being a you know, D one and a big university, you need, he's going to have to make a big move to keep those people happy. Um, yeah, and usually it comes after the third year, right? It yeah. usually takes three years to kind of see where you're at. So um, he's not going to get fired after this year. No, no, no. But going, that third year is going to be a lot of pressure for him to show that, hey, maybe we can improve. So, yeah, it's going to start with you're going to have to mix some things up because what you got right now is just simply not working. No, and I think it would be silly and 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 uh, way too soon to just pull the trigger and fire Wells. I I don't think we're set up yeah. to do it. I think we have we haven't been a contract still for quite a while. Um, four more years of this contract, which yeah. is eleven million dollars. I think you'd owe like seventy percent that to buy him out. Yeah, no, it, it it'd be silly, and yeah. we we do need to give him a chance because he wasn't a bad coach before. Uh, where I forgot what school he was at now. Arizona, Utah State, Utah State. That's what it was. I knew it was kind of in that direction. Yeah, you but, can't fire two coaches in a span of three years. You just no, can't. no, no. You have, yeah, you have three you, you, head coaches on contract. Your current one plus your last one or two. Depending yeah. on where we're at with. I, I think um, the yeah. summary of this game was Columbia didn't look bad at the start, at the beginning of it. He actually looked good. He was hitting receivers in the hands. It was the receivers that were just not bringing the ball in at like down after down. Yeah. And I, like I couldn't hold on to the ball. No. And, and he was, he was hitting people. I, I didn't see him playing that badly. Honestly, he looked, he looked all right. Still better than Bowman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we put the, we put the ball in the turf a lot too. Like our kick returner couldn't catch the ball to save his damn life. No joke. Just like quit catching it. We're catching it. God. We need an identity right now, and we still don't have one. We we're we're not we're not the the air raid. We're not a we're not a rushing team. We're not a defensive team. We 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 don't have a a, a identity as a school. Whereas OU, you know they're going to be putting up big offensive numbers and having okay to mediocre you know mediocre defense, but that's their thing. They're they're going to go big big yards, big games. Whereas tech, we just we, we don't have our normal air raid identity where we're gonna just try and go and straight up shootouts with everybody. Um, so that kind of I feel like that kind of summarizes this last game. I mean, it, it was it was an a a 
heck of a beating that we that we Beat took down. on this one. Yeah. Um, what was the final on this one? I I, I stopped. Yeah, sixty two twenty eight, and I think that twenty eight was was chip away points at the end. It did Matt. Yeah, fourteen points. So really, it was. It could have been a lot worse. If you if you look at that first half, yeah, that's where you can really see like the difference, and that's where I'm talking about like that whole pedigree thing of just it, it's a different caliber of football school, but uh, we we've we, we're we are now a a basketball and baseball school, so I'm not as worried about it. I I, I would like to see tech football start doing better and making moves in the right direction to be competing consistently with the other Big Twelve schools, but. This is this is not showing any of that potential right now. Um, nope. So let's go ahead and take a look at next week's game versus TCU. Uh, nine and a half point spread. So yep. a little bit. So so we have more of a chance. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so you're saying I I, 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 said, I said I feel like they're doing to us with this with that uh. With that spread right there, I, 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 this has honestly become my favorite game to watch from Texas Tech every year now. I don't know what it is. I, I think it's just because I have a couple of friends that went to TCU, and it's, it's, uh, it becomes kind of a Dallas Bowl because half of the tech, uh, tech student base is from Dallas. So then it just becomes like basically just who's the who's the better Dallas people. Um, I don't know, Brooks. What, what's your what's your feelings on this game? What, what do you feel like? Uh, th- how do you feel like this is gonna go coming into this? Man, I have no idea. I thought I thought I had a hold on our team. I think before the OU game, and then we came out and did that. So now I'm kind of trying to figure out where we are. Um, I think TCU is better than what their record shows. They played pretty much every team that they played pretty close. So. Um, but we always play pretty good in Fort Worth for some reason. So it's it's going to be – I think it's going to be one of those kind of close games until maybe the second half when TCU maybe makes a play or two that kind of separates them and then they take off from there. Um, but I would love to see bounce-back performance here where we, you know, find a way to compete, maybe have a chance to win this game. Um, just I don't want to see a blowout here, but – who knows? Tech teams usually like to crumble. So, <laughs> I I have a feeling that this this may be, uh, God, I don't want to say it, but like the 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 rebound game from be, being basically uh, just just bent over OU's knee. I, I think that yeah. they're going to come out and play a little bit harder this game. I think that they just got outclassed in the last one, and they know that there's a chance of winning this one. TCU's got almost the same record. Um, and I, this has always become kind of a big deal, a big fight. Like I like this game more than versus UT and more than versus uh, Baylor. I something about it. I, I think it's just kind of grown for me over the years uh, since TCU joined uh, the Big Twelve. So I don't know, uh, D- Dustin. What what do you what are you feeling coming into this game, man? What, what's your thoughts? Well, I'm hoping that we have most of our receiving core back from their scratch list that is probably COVID. Um, they don't have to release that stuff. But most of our receiving core has been out for the last two games. So that's part of the reason we have drops everywhere is we have Backups. inexperienced and freshmen on the on the sides and we're still throwing the ball a lot. Yeah. So maybe we'll get Izakama and six six Vasher back. Um, and that could help us. Um, kind of like y'all are saying, hopefully we rebound. This will be a big test of do these guys want to play? 
how are their hearts going to show in this? Do these coaches want to coach and yeah. make it make it work? So asking you, Yost, do you want to coach? Nah. Maybe coach doesn't make it work <laughs> past the first drive. Speaking of which, um, uh, Tex-Mex wants an over/under on how much Brooks tweets about Yost during the games. A lot. I don't, I don't, I don't want to take that bet because uh, I think Brooks will will take advantage of it to to. Those are uh, those are high volume tweets right there. I'm just getting shots up on you, so maybe one of them will you know click. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, maybe maybe, hey, maybe they'll take, read one. I'll take the points and tech in this one. If you're making me pick wow. a side, I would take tech losing by less than nine and a half. By less than nine, so under. Yeah, uh, all right. Well, I guess with that, we can, we can, uh, do y'all have any other input you want to talk about the TCU game? We, I don't really know much about TCU this year. Like they're, 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 they're still purple. They got a weird red stripe and they say because horn frogs bleed from their eyes, but that's, that's still no part of their color. I don't know. It's weird. I don't like it. Gary Patterson's still their head coach. That's, the, you know, Sonny, I think Sonny like Cumbie's still he, there. So. He changes shirts at halftime when he sweats a lot. Yeah. He's got some. He's got some underboob sweat. All right, that's a real oh, deal, yeah. guys. I, I I know both y'all are kind of skinny, so you don't really know about that underboob sweat, but it's it's an it's an issue. Uh, so let's go ahead and let's go ahead and jump into it then with uh with a shot bet recap. Uh, we're gonna kind of look over what we what uh where we're at with the with our wagers from the last couple of games from the last couple of weeks. Um. I need to stop making these bets because I am losing horribly, and for some reason I am at I'm down, I'm owing four sh- shots already, and we're at the <laughs> second week of doing this. I have won zero bets. Um, so first shot, we're we're gonna take a look at it. It was uh the the Tech versus Oklahoma with the with the fourteen and a half spread, and we we bet on the over under, and Dustin was the only one to say that OU was gonna bet that or that OU is going to cover and me and Brooks decided to go with tech for some reason. Um, so that, that adds one to the total for Dustin. I think that puts you at two, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, yeah, he that puts one that, so he doesn't get a shot. Oh no, sorry. Uh, no. So that no. puts me at three and Brooks at one with that one. Correct. Uh, Dustin, how you feeling about the victory there, man? I'm, I'm, I'm still, still salty. Ah, I need to quit picking, man. Easy to call. I try to tell you. <laughs> you did it try and say it, man. Uh, many balls on the ground and drop balls and easy interception. We just got so demoralized. It, it was. You, you made the right call on that one. I was hopeful. We've been playing up to the competition, like I said last week. I thought we were gonna play at least close to the competition no not even remotely um so do we want to go ahead and do our tcu bet we're gonna go ahead and place the tcu ones um so looking at this game i i i don't know brooks what are you thinking i, I think dustin said tech covers it is gonna keep it within nine and a half points yep, yep. What, what are you thinking man man i've been wavering on this one because i've gone tech so far in both games mm-hmm. uh, that we've done shot bets on, and I'm one and one. I feel like going tech, but also I, I feel like this is one of those games where we're down by a touchdown or something, and then at the end, TCU gets some sort of touchdown to kind of run away with it. So I'm going to go TCU's going to win by more than nine and a half points. 
All right. Um, sorry. I'm sorry, Tech. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they, they have not given anything to offer us, like any any sort of... Uh... I don't deserve your apology. Oh, man. <laughs> well, te- te- Tech does deserve the apology. Texas Tech football, not so much. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to go with Dustin on this one. I think that the, that t- tech is going to cover. I think it's going to be right up to that nine point gap. It's going to be, it could literally go either way on it. I think it's going to be that, that about one touchdown difference or maybe, maybe 10 point difference, uh, which is going to be really unfortunate, but I think tech is going to keep it close. They're both, they're both sub 500 teams. I haven't heard of anything from TCU. They have a couple of good wins, but like, I don't. I, Texas. Yeah, and we didn't. I, I don't. I don't think. I think that they're gonna end up. That that uh, Tech is gonna cover the spread. I think I'm gonna pick that. So I think we got me and Dustin for Tech, and then Brooks is gonna cover or gonna go with uh, TCU on this one, covering the nine and a half. Um, so that was that one. So let's go ahead and look at our next shot bet. Uh, and that is, uh, the, the, my second failure for one week, um, which was the 49ers Seahawks game. Um, both of you picked the Seahawks. I went with the 49ers. I thought that that was just going to be the 49ers having their way with the Seahawks defense. And I was very sadly mistaken on that one. I <laughs> So now I think we're at, if we do the sh- total shot count, I'm at four shots owed. And Dustin and Brooks are at one apiece. Yes, sir. This is lovely. I need to, li- li- like, honestly, Dustin, you should probably not want me betting with you on the TCU <laughs> game, man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so in total, you gotta win one eventually. I, you know, it's, it's supposed to be 50, 50 bets and I'm just, I'm not covering. I, I, I'm the worst at this so far. Um, so if you want to Brooks, I think you were, you were wanting to do pay off your, sh- one of your, your, your one shot better. Yes, I'm Go. going to pay off my shot on that tech game. So without further ado, cheers, fellas. Cheers. Cheers. I'm, I'll be joining you and taking mine here at the end of the show and trying not to get all slurry speeched. Uh, Made myself a cinnamon toast crunch there. Ooh. Oh, uh, that, that rum chata though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. So I think we're, 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 we've covered our shot bets. We have our bets for, for the, uh, for the, well, one of our bets for the upcoming week, we'll cover the other one here in a little bit with, uh, that's going to be covering basically our, our game of the week, which is going to be saints versus bucks. Um, let's go ahead and, jump into our, our our new segment if we want to call it that um which is going to be called the cleanup we're going to be mostly since the podcast is coming out on fridays we, we kind of discuss about it and all of that becomes old news um so come friday most people know what's happening in in most people have talked about it plenty by then we're just going to be doing a recap of the highlights of the week before and then we will be um we will be jumping and kind of analyzing the, the the coming week instead to kind of put more emphasis on that. So clean up from the last week. We're going to be starting off with Steelers beat the Ravens. I personally, I thought this was a great game. I had a lot of fun watching it. Very tight. You kind of saw a little bit of uh, who who's really ahead in that division. And I still think the weakness of the Steelers is is a very good weakness to have and it's big Ben. 
but it also showed a lot of the colors of of the Ravens. Um, Dustin, how, how do you feel about this one? I tried to tell you a lot last week. Steelers are good, real good. Yeah. And they showed it. And then, of course, it, the Ravens come back to can Lamar beat you throwing? Yeah. And they throw outside and deep and wasn't enough. And the Steelers got too many weapons and have too much on defense. They can do it all. They're, they're a more well-rounded team, I think. Um, they, it, and it, Lamar it, trying to beat him and Lamar couldn't throw to beat him. And and that got exposed this week, I think. Uh, the, uh, the Ravens got exposed once again for, for their main weakness, which is um and, and sorry text but it's the same weakness that the that the that that the Titans have which is they're not a good pass first offense they're a good run first offense and if they're coming from behind they're not going to be able to make up that time running the ball down the field every single every single time uh or make up the score line the Ravens unlike the Titans the Titans have a more conventional run game because they have tractor Cito back there, Derrick Henry. Yeah. And just give him the ball and then oh, run yeah. play action off of it. The Ravens have more of an unconventional running offense. They don't have like a workhorse back. Kind of have a couple guys that can do a little bit of things and Ingram's hurt. And they need Lamar to run that zone or eat RPO stuff. And- uh, there's there's plenty of differences, but that's just kind of I I'm catching the similar vibes where like if they're behind then the clock becomes their biggest enemy. I don't know. Brooks, what, what, what did you feel about this one? Yeah, I'm pretty much with y'all on it. I think uh, the Steelers did what they needed to do. They got up. Um, the Ravens' defense did pretty good there for a while holding the Steelers, though. Um, so I, I think they're pretty evenly matched teams. I don't really know whose offense <laughs> is better in that that game it seemed like they both struggled at times and then all of a sudden they kind of turned it around so i think it's a toss-up of a game i do think the steelers have the advantage with the defense um and until lamar proves that he can beat one of these really good teams um i'm just gonna kind of be thinking the ravens are a little suspect so um they're a good team they're gonna beat up on the bad ones i just i really wanted to see them pull this one off and uh they didn't so well, and, and let's not shy away from the fact that they only lost by three. This was no beating. Pittsburgh didn't come oh, out yeah. and throw up forty on them. This was this was very much a a, a, a back and forth game of of what is uh what or what what are two of the league's best teams. Um, so let's go ahead and we're we're gonna kind of try and get through through these a little bit quicker. These are just kind of summaries. Uh, Mahomes, another level, man. I I. I he was quite literally toying with the Jets. I don't know if y'all did y'all see the underhand pass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's he is. I think the most transcendent QB talent. Right, football uh, stuff right there. Uh, he's 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 playing with people. These are grown men getting paid five hundred thousand dollars a year at bare minimum. Let's let's say because I think the minimum is five hundred ten thousand, and he's he's toying with them, and. I just don't see anybody in the same realm as, as far as talent. He does everything. He can run, and he can he can drill you with the pass game. Uh, uh, did y'all have any takeaways from this other than clear Mahomes' dominance? Yeah, they. I mean, they did what they were supposed to do again. 
Um, and he, you know, drops five TDs and just, it just seemed like so easy for them. It didn't really seem like they were trying that hard and they were just pummeling the jets. And I mean, it is the jets, but yeah, uh, it was just came too easy for them. Uh, their offense when it's clicking is tough to beat. And then, I mean, they were what 20 point favorites and they covered. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that was... that's pretty hard to do. And they, they did, they did it with, with ease. So. Uh, I mean, just another typical Mahomes uh, dominance. So. Look at this. Piggyback. This was the goofiest looking piggyback ride, by the way. <laughs> just, yeah, just, that. Why? Uh, it was. It was so flag surfing in the middle of the game. Oh, my they God. They copied us. They copied so us. disrespectful, though. Oh, Cease my God. Cease and desist, Chiefs. That's ours. Um... So let's go ahead and kind of move through uh, Titans and Bengals. We we do need to talk about that a little bit. Um, I we go back to it again. Uh, Titans need time to be a dominant team. They need the clock, and I think the Bengals in this one got ahead, and then the Titans came back. If I'm not mistaken, this was a very back and forth game for like the first quarter, quarter and a half, but then. Uh, it, it, it just seemed like the Bengals got ahead on this. Uh, did y'all get a good chance to watch this? I didn't catch the whole game. I just kind of saw the highlights of it. No, I didn't have this one, but the Bengals have played some close games this year. Joe Burrow's proved he's legit. He can throw some yards. They got weapons for him, too. So it's not like they're throwing out a scrub team kind of like the Jets are. Mm-hmm. The Jets have no weapons out there. The Patriots have no weapons out there. The Bengals actually got weapons. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow. Joe Joe Burrow yeah, can ball, so, man. He can ball. Some close games, so it's kind of cool to see them win one. Tennessee on a two-game winning losing streak, so they kind of come yeah. back down to earth. Yeah, I kept eyes on this one because I started Joey B in fantasy this week, and I got Tractor Cito as well. So I was kind of monitoring it, and then all of a sudden the Bengals kind of took a took a lead. And kind of like you've been saying, once the Bengals get ahead, you're just not confident in the Titans' ability to come back um, just yet. Yeah, uh, I think I think they've got the weapons to do it. Um, but 100% if you, they do. you know play the right defense and you get up enough points on them, it's going to make it super difficult for them. And I think that was the case. And like Dustin said, the Bengals are a pretty scrappy squad. And Joe Burrow is one of those rookie quarterbacks where you're looking at him as, okay, this is another franchise QB. Um, yeah. So um, they're a fun, they're a fun little squad. The Joe Burrow is going to be good to watch over the next years. I, I, I yeah. think that that I wasn't sure um, because I didn't know if he was going to transition well from the, the college game to the pro game. And I wasn't sure if it was just LSU and him being a, him being in that system. He wasn't that good the year before at LSU. He just kind of had one explosive year. But his talent and what what is his talent is starting to actually start to come out. You're starting to see it every game. The record does not justify how good he's doing for that squad. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a team that has no offensive line. <laughs> and, he's, he's doing all the work know, he's there. He's able to do some of this stuff, so. Uh, Dustin, do you, do you have any else, anything else you want to kind of plug in about this one? I think, I think you're looking, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so the the next kind of cleanup uh, talk we want to discuss a little bit is Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, they're they're lacking. I, I don't know where they're lacking. They were looking so strong out of the gate, and they're just they've they've just kind of fallen flat over the last three weeks. I think they have one win out of the last three games. I gotta look this up. Uh, I don't know, Dustin. Did you, did you check any of this? I I don't know if you had him on uh, fantasy or anything. Well. Uh, I didn't get to watch that one, but they they do have two of their best players or two really good players out right now that are coming back in the next week or two. Um, they're run, running back. Aaron Jones is coming back off of injury, and Alan Lazard is coming back soon, too. Probably why they didn't make a move on the sad trade deadline day for like, Will Fuller or somebody because they got Lazard come back. He practiced last week, so he'll probably be back tomorrow or at least by next week. Yeah, um, they just had the same problem they did last year of it's, they just let Dalvin Cook do whatever he wanted. Yeah, it was yeah, wild. They just gave Dalvin Cook the ball, and then they were like, "Go ahead, go school." You, you know, I just I, I don't know what to feel about Green Bay anymore. Like I would, I loved watching Aaron Rodgers play. I'm not a big fan of of the Packers or in particular of Aaron Rodgers' uh, mentality. I don't like like his, his general arrogance, I feel like. I, I don't know if it's just me, but that's just kind of the constant vibe that I get from him. And so seeing them start to lose, uh, I, I have to. you have to put the blame on him. At some point, they were doing the same kind of stuff last year. They need uh, a decent at the trade deadline. Yeah. Fine, I think, especially when these guys get back uh, tomorrow or next week. They yeah. <laughs> But. They just consistently don't give him weapons uh, to work with. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're one of those teams I felt confident in that my confidence on them is kind of starting to waver a bit. Yeah, starting to fall apart a little bit, but um, they, they'll, they'll figure it out. I'm I'm sure. On the plus side, I think uh, I think tomorrow with the Packers 49ers is going to be interesting. Um. So I think that's going to kind of wrap up last week for us. Let's go ahead and kind of jump straight into next week's games. We're going to kind of give our opinions and thoughts on it. And we're going to start it off with our personal game of the week. And I think it should be America's, honestly, which is a rematch in between the Saints and the Bucks. The Saints took Sunday the first night. one. It's going to be a fantastic game. The point spread, well, you, you, yeah, you, you wrote it down at four and a half, which means this is supposed to be a close game. I... I don't know that I, I I lost hope in the Saints. I lost faith in the Saints, and then somehow they won the last four games in a row under the radar for me. I stopped paying attention to them, but then at this last game, who are they playing last week? I need to look this up. They played the Bears in an overtime game. Yeah, and they were just kind of under the radar for me. I I, I stopped paying attention. They lost the two games, and I was like, oh well, all right. I thought they were going to be great this year because. The last two years, they've been phenomenal, and they didn't really lose too much as far as uh, as far as their roster. Um, I don't know, Brooks. What what you, what's what's going to be your highlights of this game? How how you feeling going into this? Um, I was feeling pretty confident about the Bucks, and then I think they kind of struggled against the Giants Monday night. It wasn't the prettiest game for them, but it's still one of those games when you're a really good team and you play that bad and you're still able to win. That's impressive. So. Um, but the Saints continue to win 
I think they're limiting Drew Brees. Uh, Alvin Kamara has been a beast this year. So Mm -hmm. it's just going to be, it's going to be one of those really fun, exciting games. Anytime you get two Hall of Fame quarterbacks like this that are going back and forth on the touchdown record, like that's, that's going to be epic. Um, I, I, I expect a pretty fun game. The Saints team kind of reminds me of uh, Manning's last year in Denver. I mean, the Saints don't have that kind of defense, but, you know, they were able to win despite Manning not being that great. And it's the Saints are kind of doing a similar thing. They're winning despite Drew Brees not being, you know, Drew Brees. They just have a lot of really good, talented guys. They don't even have Michael Thomas playing really yet. Yeah. Um, they just traded for Quan Alexander, so they got to – you know, some defensive help coming in too. So, uh, I mean, everybody's going to be intrigued by this game. Breeze versus Brady. Let's go. I, th- I think it's going to be a great game. I-, I think that the the Breeze versus Brady is just, I'm so happy he moved to this division because we get this game twice a year now, no matter what. And that's not including what might happen in the playoffs. Um, Dustin, how are you feeling about this this matchup? We, we got your boy, TB12 going up again and uh targets back and antonio brown uh, that's right oh he becomes active this week doesn't he he does become active in the house um how how you feeling about this game man what what are your thoughts bucks are looking a lot better the last few weeks saints are still kind of middling their way along i'm thinking the bucks are gonna hand it to them especially with another weapon out there for tom he likes Antonio Brown. He's he, Antonio's living in his house right now with Tom. <laughs> Is like, that right? He can't go any better. Yeah. Oh, geez, I didn't notice that. Yeah, what he, do you, what do you expect? In his house always trying to find a place. So yeah. What do you expect from AB this week, Dustin? What do you think he's gonna do? Uh, I mean, his first game last year with the Patriots, he got a lot of looks and targets. Had a touchdown in that game. I think he had seven receptions and a touchdown in that game. The only game he played with them. Yeah. Um, the Bruce Arians said today he'll probably play like, I don't know, 30 or 40 snaps, something like that. So, like, half of the snaps, basically. They're going to put him in that whole game. Uh, Brady's not dropping back as many times right now. Not, not as much as he has. But I, he, uh, no, go ahead. He's so loyal to the, his guys, especially like once you get in the end zone, like in the red zone. And AB's been one of those guys especially like last year, he loved him so much and obviously wanted to bring him down there. I like the outlook for it. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he gets a touchdown. This game. So, I so mean, what do you think will be the, uh, oh, go ahead, Brooks. What, what do you got? I was going to say, it feels like Brady's going to go out there with the mentality of trying to get him a touchdown just because Brady loves his dudes and he, and he's going to try to make AB feel welcome here. So, yep. so, the we're we're looking at this game and hearing hearing the general vibe of it. Um, if you're looking at the two rosters, stacking them one one to the other, you 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 want to pick uh, the Bucks. Just looking at the two rosters, but what would be the win condition for the Saints? What do they have to do to win this game? Uh, Brooks, what do you think? Thomas on the field first. That might help. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. I think a good running game, get Kamara the ball, get the ball moving. Um, the Bucks defense, I, I don't know if they just weren't engaged against the Giants. They didn't look strong, but 
Uh, I expect them to be hyped for this one. So it'll be finding unique ways to move the ball down the field, get it to Kamara. If Thomas is there, obviously that's going to change things a lot. But they're going to have to get creative. They're going to have to play good defense. Um, and you know, maybe get some Taysom Hill out there. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's going to be difficult for him, I think. Uh, we got J-Jack in the chat now. Happy birthday to you. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us every week. I appreciate it. Hopefully you had a wonderful birthday weekend. I'm sorry uh, sorry I didn't get to catch it, but we always appreciate you coming by and hanging out. She, she says, go Saints. <laughs> and well, happy birthday. Maybe they'll get you a dub this weekend. <laughs> Maybe. That'll be, that'll be your birthday present from Drew Brees. Um, I think this is going to be a very fun game to watch. I'm very excited about this. Uh, the rematch, the story behind it. It's uh, not like there's some massive rivalry or anything like that going on just yet. But uh, uh, you can, uh, depending on how long Brady stays in the NFL and how long Bree stays in the NFL, I, I could watch this game for the next five years, no problem. We're going to get an unlimited amount of Breeze and Tom Brady graphics in this game. Oh yeah, and, and with the, the did y'all see the little seesaw graphic with the with the oh, touchdowns? Yeah. I was laughing at that. That was pretty good. I get an unlimited amount of that. It's gonna be ridiculous. <sighs> I I love it though. I, I'm honestly I I I'll, I'll 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 jump into arguments with people that like dislike Tom Brady or dislike LeBron James or dislike and and the, the for me it's always just. I'm I'm loving being in the moment of watching history, of watching greatness right in front of me, and so I'm not a you know a Tampa Bay fan. I'm not a a, a LA fan. I'm not a like I'm, I'm I'm a Houston fan. That's what I've always loved. That's what that's what I've always I've always followed. But I'm I'm a, I'm also a fan of watching greatness, and I think that's what the, the embodiment of this game is, and will continue to be each year, which is just being able to watch that greatness. Um, let's go ahead and jump into the next game then. Uh, we're, we're looking at 49ers and Packers. So, uh, We want to pick shots on that one? Oh, we do got shots on this one. Let's go ahead and jump back to that real quick. Um, whoop, whoop. Let, let's go straight up win-loss. Uh, I know that since, since it's under a touchdown on this point spread, let's just go ahead and jump straight to win-loss. What, what uh, Dustin, who are you picking to win this game? TB, AB, and the yeah. Bucks. Baby. <laughs> Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Oh, man. I, 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 that has to be the bet that everybody's going to make here. I don't know if we're going to have a split on this. Uh, Brooks, See, what are you we thinking? The, if we were going to, if we were going to do the four and a half point spread, I was going to take the saints. Cause I think the, I think the bucks are going to win by three. That's what I've, uh, that's what I have it as. You feel like it's so going to be that close. I, yeah, I think it's going to come down to the, to the end. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. Both teams are really good. Saints won the first one. Um, see what the bucks do differently here but yeah if we did the 4.5 i i got the the saints on that but if we're doing straight up Oof. i got the bucks <laughs> i think it's just it's just too too low of a spread to just go off of that but i to say that this game is going to be within within four and a half points is just kind of uh it, it's hard to call it i want to say bucks but you know what? Let, let's just. Uh, looks like I'll be probably taking another shot next week. I'm just gonna go ahead and go Saints. I'm just gonna say they win by less than three, but uh, I, I'm gonna pick Saints by like one point, like field goal at the end to to, to get the win. Oh man, I'm gonna owe another shot. I'm sure. Oh well, we'll see. We'll see. We, we got to make it a little interesting with these. 
Um, so that's going to be our shot bets going into next week. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, I can get these two to start slinging some back. Uh, and I, I don't keep taking the, the bullet on this one. Uh, uh, J-Jack has Tampa Bay, too. Uh, come on. I needed somebody to get my back on this one. Flipping sides all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> what, what is this? We're not letting her off the hook for this. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. We, we need you to join my team on this one and, and, and back your squad. Um, she said, and then she's like, oh, yeah, I'm picking the other team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I love Breeze, but they'll lose in the last two minutes. I, I think it's going to be a very close game. And I, I, it could go either way. If, if, if the Saints do pull it off, it's going to be last drive kind of thing. Yep. Um, so next game, we, we, we kind of discussed it a little bit earlier. We were talking about uh, the, the Andrew Riddled. 49ers versus the uh, dis- disappointing, yeah, COVID riddled and disappointing Packers. Um, going into this game, I'm not really sure how I feel about it right now, just because we're not looking at either squad. We're looking at their backups and we're looking at their practice squads. And so I don't, what would have been an amazing game this week if everybody was at full health, this would have been a phenomenal game to watch. This would have been a yeah. good shootout. I think uh, the the 49ers would have taken this one because they actually have more of a defense than the Packers do. Um, and it would have been Garoppolo versus Rodgers, which, in all honesty, I feel like they're, they're, they're more similar than not. Um, I don't know. And, and any any feelings on this, Dustin? What, what do you have for this game? That Garoppolo's not playing. <laughs> that's it? That's your, that's your only input? Throwing the football for the 49ers. Uh, no, but... Breaking news off of Twitter for 49ers. Mm. Trent Williams, Brandon Ayuk, and Dio Samuel placed on the COVID list. So they're out for tomorrow. I just picked up the COVID school for both teams. <laughs> Killing me, guys. Uh, Brooks, Packers in this just because of the guys that are left without injuries that are still on the field for these teams. The yeah. are better. And and uh, let's not knock it too much. The the Packers are still at five and two. Uh, they they've lost two of their last three games, but they're still at five and two. And and in the end, they still have their their starting QB. And and even with all the 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 doubt around it, still one of the best quarterbacks in this league. Um, Brooks, any any feelings about this game? Any insight? What are you thinking, man? Um, yeah, I'm I'm with Dustin on this. Uh, the Packers they got more healthy players um they got Rodgers they've got Devontae Adams that's you know the two best players probably yeah that you need to win this um but if there's any coach I trust with backups I think it's Kyle Shanahan because he's done a good job I mean they're on their fifth string running back and he still figures out ways to run for 100 yards a game um he'll find ways he's creative on the offensive side of the ball he gets guys in open space he creates running lanes he creates passing lanes for his quarterback i think in san francisco they actually like their backup quarterback just about as much as they like garoppolo um so i you know i think it'll be closer than people might think because of all that's happening and i just think it's a testament to what shanahan is as a head coach but yeah i mean could be a fun game could be interesting uh it's gonna have some fantasy implications for myself as dustin now just let me know that my starting wide receiver is uh, at least he caught list. you at least he caught you man it's a it's a thursday night game they're gonna be playing this tomorrow night 
Yeah, <laughs> I was just looking at that stuff like earlier. Uh, lunch and stuff and Packers uh, uh, have literally like no running backs right now Aaron Jones you can see on the screen is still out with calf injury they're I wouldn't doubt if they wait on him another week just give him 10 more days of rest but then their two backups are on the COVID list so they literally have like two running backs never heard of a practice squad guy so they might not throw it run the ball at all just let Rodgers throw it like 75 times yeah run through the I, air kind of stuff. I don't know what they're going to... I think this game is going to go the way of the 49ers. I think it's going to be a, a coaching battle. And I think the 49ers can kind of pull this one off. Uh, um, what was that? What was the name of that old Packers like receiver that they made a running back because they I'm lost all their running backs? Yeah. Oh my... That was phenomenal. <laughs> but that guy was amazing for... for um, <laughs> What was it? For, for... I had him... For for fantasy football because you they let you plug him in as yeah. as running back or receiver whatever you, whatever like you wanted to running back number eighty eight lining up uh, <laughs> that was that was the worst um so that's kind of I, I feel like the the general oh go ahead Dustin they like with the COVID stuff they can't call up Ty Montgomery or somebody off the street yeah. to come into play yeah like they have to go through the COVID protocol which is I don't even know how many days three or four at least I thought it was like two weeks where they can get on the roster and join the team so you can't just call somebody up like you mm-hmm. used to is this game gonna happen is this game gonna happen tomorrow? <laughs> I think it's canceled <laughs> they, they move they move some of the other games I don't see why they don't move this one I think the Packers have already had their bye week uh, I, I, I don't know they, they, mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy but, to not be in the scheduling business. Since we're talking about that. that, one little note, the NFL also came out and said, kind of a just-in-case like scheduling gets crazy and bye weeks are starting to go, they would be open to having a 16-team tournament. Yeah, I saw that. Rather than the 14 like they already are going to do this year. Uh, how schedules end up working out. I wouldn't be opposed right. to it. I mean, it's more... The it's, Texans have a chance. It's like more football. No, we don't. You're saying, that mm-hmm. might... We're at one and five. I don't know, man. I'm wearing the hat because it's my team, but good lord, we're at one and five. Will Fuller was 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 expecting to be traded, and JJ Watt is already looking out the door. No, um, I think that kind of the next game we're going to be talking about is Seahawks and Bills, um, and the most cringiest dude on the planet. I think I have an alter ego. Mm. His name. His name's Mister. Mister. Mr. Unlimited. God, you got to be unlimited. So you know, you got to have a thought process of being unlimited. So when people ask you, mm. you know, what you're thinking about or what you want to do in life or where mm. you want to go, you got to be unlimited. Tell them I'm unlimited. You know, God, the cringiest unlimited. tweet I think I've ever seen or heard in my life. Mr. Unlimited. I, I hate it, but the fact is <laughs> they're doing good. They're doing really good this year with with a terrible defense and almost their entire salary cap going to Mr. Unlimited. They're actually doing good this year with that. I don't know what they're doing in particular. I think it's just him and DK Metcalf just going nuts. But don't forget about Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, but it's, it's just... When six Chris and Carson one. They're six and healthy, one. He's a legit top five running back. So they have like two top ten receivers, a top five running back, and yeah. top three quarterback. They they have talent, I know, but it's just I don't. It's it's yeah, action. 
<laughs> um, no, guys. Uh, Dustin, uh, uh, what what is your take on this game? Who do you got to win this? Uh, any any kind of highs or lows you're expecting to come out of this? And the the Bills are kind of kind of wavering in the wind right now. Josh Allen's kind of been man the last few weeks. Uh, maybe they found a running back in Zach Moss last week, but we need Josh Allen to come back and do his thing. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen. Yeah. Look at this. Weeks, and that's really hurt them a lot. Well, he's being more of the Josh Allen we know from the past. He needs to be the Josh Allen that was week one through, what, four of this season? Yeah, yeah start the year off and show glimpses of it last year. Well, let, let, let's not mistake this. They're at six and two. This is not a scrub Bills team. Oh, definitely not. Um, I, 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 I mean, looking at even the matchup predictor on ESPN, look at this for 54, 54, 44. I mean, a little bit closer. This is supposed to be kind of an even game. Uh, anybody know the point spread for this? Is this in Seattle or is it in Buffalo? It's in Buffalo. Hmm. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know who, uh, and any ideas, Brooks, who do you think is going to win this game? I'll find our spread. Uh, I got Seattle winning this one. Um, Buffalo's defense is hasn't been as good this year as it was last year, and that's kind of been the difference, I think. Last year they had a really solid defense that allowed Josh Allen to make mistakes and still give him a chance to win. This year they're not they're not as dominant as they were, so Josh Allen has to be really, really good. And when he is really, really good, they have a really good chance of winning, but mm-hmm. just lately he hasn't been as dynamic and uh, maybe defenses are starting to figure him out. Um, Seattle's defense, uh, I'm sure he can put up some numbers against them, but I just don't expect the bills to stop Russ and uh, uh, DK. We see is just kind of on another planet. It seems he's, like he's so. been playing insane this year. Lo- looks like he's on uh, text messages. Uh, like, who are you going to pick to cover? Yeah, it's, apparently you can't cover DK. Like mm-mm. they've tried to cover him with multiple Bro, guys. And then they can plug and play at running back because uh, their yep. like fourth string running back went off last week. So, um, I mean, it's just that kind of offense where they're letting Russ cook, Russ cook like everybody wanted, and <laughs> they're just going off. But it's working though. Yeah, I, don't, yep. man, I hate it. It's, it's like so catchy, but so bad at the same time. I, 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 uh, I, I. Two will have to say the Seahawks in this game over the Bills. I think um, I think experience wins in this one. I think the the Seahawks have kind of been together a little bit longer, and I think DK and and Russ are clicking as the probably the best QB receiver combo in the league right now, if not second best. I mean, uh, the only other person that I'd maybe look at as far as like the, the second or, you know, the first best is, is Mahomes and Hill. I think maybe, um, I, yeah, I don't I know. I, I don't know, but, but they're, they're, they're doing Rogers extremely, Adams. nah, I wouldn't put them above this two, these two. Uh, Adams has been crazy. Oh, he's been great, but I, I don't know if I'd put it over, over Wilson and, and Metcalf. Um, I think that's going to be kind of the summary of this game. I think I think the offenses are going to be going back and forth a little bit, but I think Seattle's Seattle's a little bit more dynamic, and I think that they'll end up pulling off the win on this one. I I, I expect this game to be somewhere in the 30s, like like 38, 30, something like that. 
nothing crazy, nothing in the 40s or 50s, and nothing low, like below the 20s or anything. I, I expect it to kind of go back and forth the entire match, uh, entire game. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and kind of keep moving on here. We're still doing, we're still doing okay on time. We'll, we'll go ahead and cover one more game. Um, let's just take a look at this Bears Titans game. Um, are the Titans going to be bouncing back? Where are we going to kind of see them emerge in this game? This is a very, this is going to be a very difficult game because the Bears are looking good and the Titans are, uh, uh, the, the, the Saints beat them in overtime that was not a scrub team that beat them. And I uh, tell me they're not. I'm sorry, but like they're they're still they beat they beat they beat the Bucks, didn't they? Yeah, but they're like I think we talked about a little bit last week. The Bears are just that team that if the ball goes their way or some calls go their way, they can win a game. Yeah, a Bucks game. The Bucks were just getting penalized left and right. Couldn't make good plays. And the offense did enough to win. Um, I mean, I I think the sp- I don't know exact. I think the spread's like four and a half Titans. I would take the Bears to cover that because I do think their defense is good enough to stop the Titans' offense. And the Titans' offense, they can't get pressure. And I think that's the problem with the Titans is they can't get pressure on the quarterback. The quarterback's going to have time to throw, mm-hmm. and so that makes whoever's going to play quarterback for the bears at least a little bit better on um, that Titans defense struggling, but this is going to be a closer game than you game. think, man. I, I think that's going to go is who's playing quarterback for the bears. If you watched that game last week, like, Oh yeah. You don't know which Nick Foles you're going to get every snap. Sometimes he drops back and throws a laser down on Robinson. It's an awesome throw. Look at this. Sometimes he drops back and just flutters a ball to the middle of nowhere to <laughs> Literally the other team. Look, look at this stat right here. He's eight touchdowns with seven interceptions. He's literally yeah. going 50-50 on that. You don't know what you're getting every snap. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. it's, you don't know which one you're getting, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know how the Titans are going to dominate this game with their, their, their Achilles heel being exposed as it is. People know that if you can gain a lead on them early and just keep them – at bay at least and make him make them do long drives. Uh, I think the Titans are going to pull this off, but I don't think it's going to be any kind of breeze. I, I don't think that they're going to be just blowing through this game and win by 14 points or something like that. I think it's going to be within three, maybe, maybe six point game. Uh, I don't know. D- Dustin, what, what are your predictions on this matchup? I just don't like the inconsistencies of the bears offense. Mm-hmm. At least the Titans offense usually pretty consistent. I don't see the Bears being able to get up on them to keep them, make them play from behind. Yeah. Like the, these other teams that can throw and have decent teams and weapons. They can't get the ball to their weapons. Like Allen Robinson's getting pissed on the sidelines. And Jimmy Graham looks like he's getting hurt every play. And like, Oh, he got licked hard last week. Terrible, and that's where it all comes down to. So yeah, I don't feel like the Bears are going to be able to put up points to make the Titans sweat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooks, what are you feeling on this game? Any any predictions going into it? Any any kind of insight you feeling? Um, I just got it being one of those kind of close games. I feel like the Titans have a knack for playing close games this year. Seems like every week they're in a shootout or something that's coming down to the end. So I got them uh, by three. 
um, winning this one. I got, I think I got the Bears covering, um, but the Titans winning. So, all right. I mean, fair, fair call. I, I do think the Titans win this one. I think um, the Bears are just too unpredictable. They're still a good team. They they still have a defensive identity, which means that they're going to try and slow down. Uh, Derrick Henry as much as they can, which will elongate this game as much as possible. But I think I do think the Titans just kind of slowly run this one down. Um, so I think that's going to be it for for our games to cover for this week. Uh, we'll see how the predictions turn out. Um, so we're coming up on the hour mark, so we're going to kind of start to kind of go towards the the closing down the show for the week. Um, but we are going to have a a fun little segment for everybody. We're going to do way too soon mid-season Super Bowl predictions. We're going to take a look at this. We're going to have our picks. We're going to go back to this once at the end of the season, see who called it early, see who missed it. Um, so, Dustin, if you want to go ahead and kind of kick us off, uh, I don't know if you take a look at, at the what you have for your season favorite. I, I have a feeling. I don't need to look. I already know. Uh, but... Uh, who do you got? Who do you got to win the entire thing this year? Win the Super Bowl, COVID, uh, bubbles, all of it. Uh, uh, what, who do you have picked for this? I only made one change from my preseason pick with in this matchup. Still got the Chiefs in there. I see them facing off with the Steelers and having a good AFC championship game. Um, Chiefs have just a, actually a great defense, too. Mm-hmm. Especially when they get up, they make people play from behind. All right, Matthew goes and makes plays. So I got the Chiefs on that side. And I got the Bucks keeping it rolling on the NFC side. They're kind of taking over the South from the Saints. Really, we'll see this weekend how that works out. But mm-hmm. I got the Bucks and the Chiefs, and probably the Chiefs taking it. Safe bet. All right, so Bucks. That'll be uh, the first ever home stadium for a Super Bowl team if the Bucks get there. Oh, true. That'd be cool. No, so so Bucks Chiefs, uh, that's going to be yours and then you, you're picking you're picking hold on, I'm going to write this down. That way we have it for next time. Uh so Bucks Chiefs and you got the Chiefs winning it. Winning Chiefs it all. Winning it. Way too many weapons. They've been there obviously last year. Mm-hmm. And actually got a good defense. Not that, that's probably a pretty safe bet for this one. Uh, Brooks, did, what, what's your predictions going uh, for for uh, Super Bowl yeah. this year? I'm pretty similar to Dustin here. I got I got Chiefs playing the Steelers, and I got Seahawks playing the Bucks. And I've been wavering on which one's the pick because I knew Dustin was probably going to go I Chiefs. Seahawks, Bucks. Bucks, <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm got the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Uh, I think the way Russ is playing this year, he's just he's going for that MVP, mm-hmm. and he's just too much. I think on offense for somebody to contain, um, and I just don't know. I, I love Brady, but I just don't know if I can trust him over Russ this year. And then I got, I got Seahawks Chiefs. I, I just, I think the Steelers are going to be formidable to the Chiefs, but the Chiefs just have. I think they're just going through the motions of the season right now. And when they, when they actually like buckle down and start playing, I just don't know if there's a team better than them. So I'm going to go chiefs over Seahawks in the, in the super bowl. I think yeah. just, I just think they're too good. And when that offense actually like is playing like they were against the Ravens, mm-hmm. like I don't know how you stop that team. Um, so yeah, there we go. 
Chiefs over the Seahawks in the Super Bowl back to backs. So Chiefs and Seahawks. Mahomes. And then you're pay- taking the Chiefs as well. I I hate to say it, but I think we're going to be going three for three on this one. I have to pick the 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 Chiefs to win all this. It is going to end up being there. There's there's no doubt in my mind on this. Like it is going to end up being Pittsburgh and and Kansas City on the on the AFC. That the, there's there's other teams that may upset this at some point. Baltimore may throw a wrench in there. Titans have been pretty good in the playoffs or in, in the postseason. Um. But it those are those are without a doubt the two best teams in the AFC, and I think Kansas City in particular is the best team in the NFL. The most well-rounded. They're good on defense. They're good on offense. They don't. They've shown that they don't need Mahomes to perform well in that Denver game, and so they're versatile as well. Uh, and I think they have more versatility, more weapons, better defense than the Pittsburgh Steelers, and so definitely Chiefs on that side. Uh, looking at the uh, look at the the NFC. Uh, I think the AFC has so many more teams, like you said. I think the, yeah. the AFC is just so much better than the NFC. The NFC is kind of like two teams. Well, it's 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 Bills. If I'm looking at this right now, Bills, Steelers, Ravens, Titans. Cleveland's the hmm. Cleveland's probably gonna make the playoffs. So Cleveland seven. might. They're on pace too. They, they, they might, but they're not going to compete as far as if you're looking at the versus uh, any of these other teams with, with experience in the playoffs. So they might. They'll, they'll, they'll be like a wild card weekend team, and I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be an entertaining for the city of Cleveland to have a, a team in the, in, in the wild card weekend, but they're, they're going to lose that, that first weekend. There, there's no shot. Um, on the other side of it, uh, man – you, you you have to go I'm gonna go with whoever wins tomorrow's game. I know we gotta do the predictions. Chiefs are gonna win the whole thing in my opinion. But I think I think Tampa Bay pulls off the win tomorrow and I think that they're gonna end up representing the NFC South. And then they're gonna be going up against the Seahawks in the NFC final in the championship. And uh, I'm gonna have to follow suit with Dustin on this one. I think Tampa Bay pulls it off. I think they're a more well-rounded team, and they have uh, they have more experience in the in the playoffs. That has to be my pick. I got to go Bucks Chiefs and Chiefs winning it. Uh, if I'm taking a look at this, um, so that's going to be our 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 way too early midseason Super Bowl predictions. We're going to see how this holds up. Uh, we obviously still have the rest of the or the second half of the NFL to go, so anything can happen. COVID can change a lot of rosters. Injuries can change a lot of rosters. So obviously none of this is guaranteed, but I, I honestly do feel pretty safe with uh, with Chiefs in the in the Super Bowl. And yeah, Seahawks, maybe the Saints if they turn it around, and Bucks. Uh, any one of those three can make it out of the NFC for me, but I think most likely it's going to be Tampa Bay. Um, so I think it's going to kind of wrap up the main segments of the show. Um. I think uh, no, we've already talked about all the all the shot bets. We're all covered up on there. Um, Dustin, did you did you have your random fact for the week, or did we already cover that? I don't remember. I got it. Because. Final shots. Okay, it's gonna be. Is it gonna be your final shot? It's along with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, cool. Well, Dustin, just go ahead and lead us right into it. Final shots for the episode. What do you got, man? I I, I got to know this. 
All right, so I'm hitting a lot of Clemson stuff right here. College, oh. college football, they had a little scare this last weekend. Um, so my final shot is Trevor Lawrence is still out with COVID. They had to start their backup. Obviously, they have a five-star stud at backup. Yeah. Quarterback. Um, Pronounce his name, Dustin. <laughs> it sounds like Ukulele, but it's a lot harder. Oh, my gosh. What is it? Um. But he's also out this week when they play number five Notre Dame, which is a huge ACC matchup, probably a preview of ACC championship, and maybe even a playoff game. They could end up playing each other three times this year. Did not show you on there. You're right there. DJ. Ooh, ooh, golly, lee, lee, lee. <laughs> That is rough. Um, How do you? So that's my final shot. Is they got that? My stat of the podcast is Clemson in their game against Boston College. Mm-hmm. Here, they were down 15 at halftime, down yep. 28 to 13. That is the most a number one team in college football at home has been down at halftime since 1958. Made the comeback. Oh wow! Over 60 years. No, coming up on 70. And that's actually uh, 60. Yeah. Another stat for you. Ah. Uh. Clemson's biggest home comeback win of 18 points. Yeah, they've never been down by that much. Since 1966, they were down seven. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, a lot of stats firing <laughs> there. <laughs> All right, bravo on the random st- stats tracking over 60 years' time. Um, Brooks, what do you got for your final shot for the episode, man? All right. Well, last week, the Big 12 announced their preseason rankings Mm -hmm. for the big 12 upcoming basketball season so you know tay put texas tech at five um which drew a lot of uh um you know attention anger out of tech fans so (laughs) i thought i would put together my own personal preseason top 10 uh for the big 12 season in my eyes okay so i'm gonna give those to you guys right now all right. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Meant to be a little bit of a comedy bit, but anyway. All right. At no, number 10, it's done. I've got getting mad about preseason rankings that don't actually mean anything. Ooh. <laughs> number nine, Chris Beard respecting his opponents. At number eight, how crazy NCAA tournament bubble talk is going to be this year, right? It's going to be pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Especially with the fact that they might do an actual NCAA tournament in a bubble. Um, number seven, a bang. That's a guns up three ball radio call from our own Jeff Haxton. Number six, when Chris Beard pumps up the crowd, when we, when we need to stop and he gets all into the game when he pumps it up, that's pretty cool. Uh, number seven or number five, a properly social distance swag surfing is played at the right time in a game. The key is it's got to be played at the right time. What, what is the right time? Just curious. It's like after we go on a 10-0 run or something and uh, you got all the momentum mm-hmm. and the other, the other team is like dreading what's about to come and then you play swag surfing. And people get a second out out after one of those yeah. The, the people yeah. need to know. The people need to know when they're about to hit with, be hit we with the swag surf. Game last year. It was like five minutes left, six minutes Oh, yeah. Left in a row. We had a huge play. Then they played it. Place went nuts. It was perfect. Uh, what's, what's next on the list? All right. Number four, complaining about how bad and biased the announcers are. Oh. On whatever, you know, whoever's calling whatever tech game. Oh, yeah. They Number hate us. Number three, 
complaining and tweeting about how bad Big 12 officials are. That's up there. That that that's is a my, that is a Brooks and Dustin special, by the way, that guys. That's one of my yeah, that's my personal number one. But, Brooks. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> that's my, right. my favorite thing to do. Number two, uh Fireside Chats. Uh the greatest oh, show yeah. on TV right now. Fireside Chats with Chris Beard. And then number one, mm. the fact that we actually get to have a college basketball season, hopefully. So there you go. That is my Big 12 preseason top 10. I, I, I got an honorable mention for you. Uh, it's going to be Beard Watch 2020. Yes. How, how big of a beard is Chris Beard going to have? Keeping it till we lose. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. We got to see. It's going to be a playoff beard. He's going to be looking like a, like, like a, a, a Viking by the end of this season, hopefully. It'd be great. Uh, honorable mention right there. Okay. Uh, my final shot, not not as glorious as that one, but it was just uh, we're gonna be uh, is is going out to the NBA. I, I'm I'm excited. Hopefully that they're, they're in talks with starting up the NBA season in December, so we will be a little over a month out from the NBA season starting back up again, and I'm kind of pumped about that. If they don't. Then the the report is that they'll be losing anywhere from five hundred million to a billion dollars in revenue, so you better believe that Adam Adam Silver is going to be trying to push that uh, that yeah. agenda forward and getting the players to play because I'm pretty sure I, I I read it somewhere that they have an agreement with uh, with uh, the NBA to where a chunk of that money goes to the players as well, and so. If the players don't play, then they're going to be taking huge pay cuts over this next season. So NBA is going to be back. I'm going to call it. Uh, that's my final shot for the episode. And uh, I'm, I'm excited because it was literally uh, less than, no, a month ago when the season ended with the NBA finals now. I think yeah. so. And so I'm pumped to have that back already. Uh, let's see. The players aren't. <laughs> <laughs> Tex-Mex really wants this over-under with you, Brooks. He, he said, can we get an, an over-under on the tweet, on that tweet on refs for basketball season from Brooks? Oh, that's, a, that's, a, Ooh, that, that's too hard to put an over on. I don't know. Uh, we, can we cap it at 40, 40 tweets per game? Well, over-under there's going to be a lot less games this year, um, <laughs> but I will be probably – watching the majority of them on a tv so the only way you know that i'm watching a game on tv is if i'm tweeting a lot because if i'm at the game i'm not tweeting Mm. Uh, and i forgot my honorable mention was when you're watching the game on stream Mm -hmm. and you have to mute mute, you have to mute mute your phone because your friends keep texting you updates of the game that happened like 10 seconds before you actually see them because you're watching them on a stream or everything just gets spoiled the ESPN app has ruined so many live watchings <laughs> of shows for me. It's terrible. But eh. all right, guys, um, I think that's gonna wrap up our episode four, our our, our week four of the uh, Tailgate Talks podcast. Thank you, everybody, for coming and hanging out. Tex Max, J Jack, again, happy birthday to you. Uh, thank you for being here each week, guys. We really appreciate you coming out. Everybody that's listening to the podcast here on Friday. Uh, Big, big love for, for you checking out the podcast, helping us with the show. I think uh, uh, the three of us are having a blast doing this for you guys. And we're looking forward to uh, to the next month. So, 
Um, any any last input for the week, guys? Before we we shut it down. No. Cowboys are trying out either Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert to get slaughtered by the Steelers. Oh my god. <laughs> Danucci's fun yeah. to watch, man. I I wanted to say that earlier in its own little private seg- segment, but it's literally just that. That little that little weird knee thing he did with the sidearm. I'm just like, oh, oh he's been watching. Oh, no, he's not, Danucci's not even playing this weekend. Oh, he's not? Oh, that was a bummer. I was starting to like him. All right, guys. That's going to be it for the week. Uh, thank you. Thank you for coming out. And we will catch you guys next Wednesday for the live recording and next Friday. Uh, this Yeah, next Friday for the, uh, for the posting of the uh, broadcast itself. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.